It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. to dnbr buffs live we are presented by the american raptors as always head on over to americanraptors.com grab your free ticket for one of their rugby matches or stream other games on that site today on the show i'm joined by my guy rk we are talking the biggest story in boulder <laughs> right now um, maybe in like 20 years yes exactly we're leading right off with it Dion sanders the rumors have been very, very heavy over the last couple days. Most notably, an article coming from 24-7 Sports just yesterday uh, from Coach Reed on Twitter. Tons of great nuggets from there, but I think the biggest takeaway is this seems real, Ryan. Yeah, it, it's actually crazy. Um, going back to the very beginning of the search, just about everyone I talked to up in Boulder kept mentioning his name. And, you know, this came after, I think, we did our, like, ranking show yeah when i was like yeah that's just a complete pipe dream and i know we'll just kind of it he would be amazing S-tier. yeah it was like it was like s tier but pipe dream let's move on right and shortly thereafter someone talked to me and said maybe not much as much of a pipe dream as you thought and i was like yeah okay and then you know you talk to people around some more connected some less connected and just everyone i talked to kept saying like don't count out prime don't count out prime and eat all the way up until like the last four or five days. I really was still just like, no way. Yep. And now it feels like it's very real, at least from a potential standpoint. You know, we haven't gotten to the it's real. It's happening standpoint, but we have gotten to the it's real. This is actually a, a, an option that's in the cards. 100%. It's very exciting. I mean, I was dismissive of it, too, until we really couldn't ignore it anymore this week. With all the the buzz going around, it should also be mentioned that he was, in that 24-7 sports article, mentioned 
South Florida is in conversations with him also. It seems like he's taking advantage of his situation right now. I mean, they're riding off an 11-0 season. They're in a conference championship SWAT game this weekend. I guess, I don't want to say how serious is this because we have already kind of know this is for real, but what would he do for this team if hired? To me, maybe this is a little bit too like morbid of a take, but to me, it's like this might be our only way out legitimately and, and that's and I've been trying to emotionally protect myself against feeling like that um since I kind of started to feel like this was real uh and so I I'm trying to fight against that you know um to to let it feel like if it's not this it's nothing because maybe there'll be another opportunity down the road but at the very least it is our fastest way back yes because obviously Primetime coming to Boulder, just that sentence alone just carries so much weight. The whole world all of a sudden has their eyes on CU Boulder. You know, recruiting, all of a sudden you are involved in every battle. You know, Deion Sanders got the number one recruit in the country to commit to Jackson State. He didn't commit to Jackson State because he likes the campus. No. He committed there because a couple things, I think. Number one, he wants to play for Coach Prime. And number two... I think he believes in, you know, the revival of HBCUs, which is something that was near and dear to Prime's heart. So in the end, if Primetime's coming to Boulder, he at the very least has a good opportunity of bringing the number one recruit in the country yep. with him. He also has his son on the team, who is a much better quarterback than the Buffs have had in a very long time. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it's immediate, immediate all of a sudden dominoes start to fall. Not only are you potentially bringing in the number one recruit in the country, but next year you're in the conversation with the number one recruit in the country or a top five recruit in the country and five-star athletes are considering coming to you. And primetime all of a sudden has taken CU from a low-tier Pac-12 brand to a national brand. And if there's one thing that we have going for us as Buffs fans, it's the look is clean, the brand is clean, and you know the uniforms are dope. Yep. Well, all of a sudden, primetime is, you know, he's made that obvious to everyone around. And all of the little things that we have going for us to this point, like the, the beauty of the campus and the mountains and the brand and all that stuff, well, that's worth like way more because, the, you know, one of the biggest names in football history is shining a light on it and bringing swagger and everything back to the fan base. It literally is the only thing I think that could turn this program around, I think, as fast as fans want it to happen every year. Uh, and it hasn't happened year after year after year. I think this is one of those ones where it's like you flip a switch the second that you get him here and you kind of just go along for the ride and hang on as long as you can. Um, but you hope that you, you know, he's your coach for two, three years at least. Mm -hmm. And by the time he leaves, he's, you know, he's stocked the cupboard, turned around the national perception, hopefully won a couple games here and there. Uh, and you're back on track. Certainly exciting, and the biggest name in this coaching search for the Buffs, and it is for real, as we talk about. And, I, and just to highlight the for realness of it, I guess, uh, and I, it was kind of buried in that 24-7 sports article, but I felt it was the most notable thing in there, which was Dion has presented a recruiting plan to the powers that be at CU, meaning... It's not just them at his doorstep begging him to come. Yeah. 
it's these are real conversations about what would it look like if you were the head coach here and for him to even take five minutes if that's all it took him (laughs) to say okay well I'm gonna recruit here here and here means he's somewhat interested absolutely I mean you might be asking yourself too what does CU offer that would be enticing to Dion well at Jackson State right now he doesn't really have the budget to pay all these assistant coaches to do all these things he wants to do on the coaching staff you would obviously get that at a power five school Um, it should be mentioned I mean a lot of people are saying power five CU has that advantage over South Florida I think South Florida moves into the Big 12 next year, actually, really? too. Yes, they're part of that four-team package, Cincinnati, okay. Houston. Did not um, know that. Yeah, so I think that happens next year. Um, but regardless, we've seen this team and this program invest a lot more in NIL. You'd imagine with Coach Prime there, NIL is just through the roof. Yep. I mean, the things that he could do, the partners he could bring in, the businesses that he would be able to just – mosey close up to and really just get them on board almost instantly would be night and day for this program but i think i mean this is something you have to worry about if you do hire him because as you mentioned it could only be two or three years you brought this to my attention last night the the tennessee situation where someone broke news that lane kiffin might be out are you the uh, old miss Miss, sorry um that lane kiffin might be out and might be taking the auburn job maybe intriguing for Deion Sanders to go to stay in state and just coach for Mississippi, Mississippi, right? But would it be concerning to you just Mm. the possibility? Is it UCF or USF going to? UCF would make more sense. Okay, UCF definitely. You might be right there, so um, stand by on that, I guess. But (laughs) I can look that up while you talk. Okay, Um, but just talking about this thing too, and it's something that was brought up today at practice is yeah, it'd be fun and exciting for two to three years, but would you be worried, I guess, after that? Because if he's hired, you'd see the effect instantly. You'd see all these recruits come in. You'd see the transfer portal would be absolutely popping. Um, not only guys from Jackson State, but just from all over the country. But if he leaves, that kind of goes with it. Is that concerning in any way, do you think? Yeah, but you can't live in that world. Um, you can't be afraid of hiring good people because you think they might leave. And, and to be fair, it's a different landscape than it was in college football where a coach leaving is actually a lot more detrimental now even than it was when Mel Tucker left. Like, it's only getting worse because everyone can just walk out on a whim. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, if he wanted to bring his whole team with him somewhere else, like, he could. Um, so, yeah, that, that worries you a little bit. But, again, it's not like you can go through this saying, like, hey, we should hire a kind of good coach first try to keep him around for five, six years and, and um, you know, be relevant for a little bit before he leaves. It just doesn't work that way. Hire the best possible person you can, you can bring him in here, try to, you know, accelerate your process of becoming relevant again. And then you have to nail the hire again next time. Like that's how you do it. Right. Um, whoever it may be, you're sure you're going to have some attrition, but it's on that person to re- replenish it. You know, hopefully, if Prime were to come here, I would assume parts of his negotiations include administrative uh, policy changes that make things easier for the next guy. Like, you know, it was Mike McIntyre who said, "Yeah, I'll come here. You got to build me a new facility." Well, he made it better for the people after him. Each, you know, when you hire a coach like this, you have probably have to make some concessions that will set you up better for the next round uh, that you hire. So yeah, hire Prime. Uh, even 
this is wor- I don't know if it's worst case scenario, but even if you were to coach one year, and you know you have all these amazing players and you win a bunch of games, and then he goes to Florida State, you're in a better place now then than you were you know a year ago. As long as he doesn't do it at the very end of the cycle like Mel Tucker. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Shout out everyone in the comments. It is UCF, not USF. Um, well, that's good news for us. That's a that's an interesting comment from Francois Simmons right there. This is something that's been thrown around, though, this prime prep academy and how it failed. And, you know, a lot of these like fake prep schools kind of coming up. He was tied up in that. Do you think that has any weight on this decision? No, no, no. The, it, it's you're If you can get him here, you get him here. If you can't, you can't. That's the entire conversation, in my opinion, from top to bottom. Um, and I guess it just comes down to this. Are you trying to get good at football again or not? Mm-hmm. If you're not, then, yeah, you care about things like that. Uh, and, you know, the regents, I'm sure, will do their bullshit. <laughs> um, but in the end, it's like, okay, do we want all the benefits that comes along with being a legitimate football school? Because the benefits are immense for the entire university, not just you know, people like me who, for some reason, have decided that, you know, my uh, happiness on Saturday depends <laughs> on the success of 18 and 19 year old kids. Um, it's it's the entire university benefits. There's more uh, national exposure, you know, um, applications go up. It's just the best thing you can have as a public research university as a advertisement for your school is a good football program. So if people want that, then you make a move like this. If you know you don't, then what's the point of even having the team at all? Right. You've seen the students kind of hang on through this tough season and really show out every home game. Uh, I know there's a lot of apathy amongst a lot of the fan base, but I think that hiring primetime will be a huge way to win everyone back. Do you have any final thoughts before we move on? I don't want to move on. I just want to talk about this all day. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, like you said, this is like an instant thing where – Anyone and everyone who has once cared about the program is like back in. Mm-hmm. The bandwagon would be insane. Um, you know, it might take a second, but like one thing that's really missing right now is like high school kids in Colorado thinking that CU is cool. Right. That's that's just like a flip of the switch. You have your pick of who you want in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really wild thing that this is an, even an opportunity, and it shocks me that maybe some of the bigger schools are afraid of making this move. Um, and it's kind of just the perfect situation for us to be like, okay, what better school to just take a full on, you know, roll of the dice, forget about, you know, recruiting footprint and forget about cultural fit, do forget about all that stuff. And just say like, we have an opportunity to get a, you know, primetime himself is a national brand to have that on our sidelines, mm-hmm. repping us, promoting us. You know, everyone in the country wants him on their podcast or right. their show or whatever it is. It's just instant. Uh, and I, I believe that this is happening, but I mostly just hope that the people who are in charge of making this happen are doing anything and everything they can to make it happen. I will say we've seen a lot of rumblings online about this. There's a lot of good stuff going on in the Discord. If you are a DMVR diehard, you can pop in there. As you all know, we've changed the membership model, free written content, all kinds of member benefits coming through. Also, shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. With Thanksgiving around the corner, this is probably and rivalry Saturday for college football. Is there a better weekend to bet on football? Man, 
Football in both senses of the word. Yeah, soccer, <laughs> World Cup, let's yes, go. exactly. Uh, no, I don't think there is. I mean, this is, uh, other than like wild card weekend is pretty epic. Um, you know, college football playoff weekend is pretty epic. You know, the uh, New Year's six, but this is right up there. Huge weekend, and DraftKings has you set up with this promotion. You can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. You can also check out their stepped-up same-game parlays where you can boost your odds up to 100%. Tons of great deals on the home screen. Also, just scroll across the top. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, shout out to our friends over at Athletic Greens. With it being cold and flu season, now is the perfect time to get in on Athletic Greens. Get those 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in your body to combat this flu season. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs. With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com buffs. Again, that is athleticgreens.com buffs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, that was fun. We have to talk about this year's team now, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> the season this is... This year's basketball team? Um, unfortunately, the football team <laughs> right now. They took another beating on Saturday against Washington. They have Utah this week. They are, again, 30-point dogs. We'll pick all the Pac-12 games after this segment. But some interesting storylines to get to. I mean, obviously, the seniors are being paraded around and shouted out in Boulder right now because it is their last game. Uh, Brady Russell, Terrence Lang, tons of guys that have meant a lot to this program playing their final games. I guess... What are you really looking for in this final game? What do you want to see out of the Buffs in this final game as a lot of these guys play their last football game? I think it's the same thing I've been hoping for for a few weeks now. It's just like go out and see those guys make some plays. I'd like to see Brady Russell make a catch and run someone over. You know, I'd like to see uh, Terrence Lang make a big sack and get a, you know, a sack celebration in front of his friends and family who are there. Um, the bar is pretty low. I will say one other thing I want to see is just a – a more competitive performance than what we saw this last weekend. That's rough when just there's never a second of hope in the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, you know, I'm used to it at this point in terms of not winning. You'd like to be able to sit down and watch the team, or in this case at home, stand up and watch the team and just for one second believe that they might win. Uh, last week was kind of one of those everything that can go wrong will go wrong type of weeks. Whereas, like, the week before against USC, you're up 3-2 at the end of the first quarter. It's yeah. like, wow, what if there's a miracle in the cards right. tonight? You know, that, <laughs> that's a, it's an extremely low bar, but it's also kind of a big ask for a team who is so outclassed and outmanned by a school like Utah. Yep, it's very true. I mean, the weird sequence at the end of the first half where Washington scored in three different ways. They got a field goal, a safety, and a touchdown in the last minute and 30 seconds. Um, just brutal stuff. Do you think there's any hope for, I don't want to say win, but covering <laughs> this weekend? What's the spread? 30. Wow, it's okay. Uh, yes, I think there is hope. I think there is a, a glimmer of hope that they cover the spread. 
Love to hear that. Um, obviously, another storyline, this is Coach Sanford's final game, uh, we're assuming, on the sideline for this team. We'll see if he's able to come back next year or what other opportunities present themselves. I think he's done as great a job as he possibly could. We've already talked a ton about him, but I guess, do you think he has anything left in the bag of tricks? I mean, they've had trick plays at some points in, the, in his tenure as head coach, but... Is there anything else he could possibly do to squeeze any more blood from the stone that is this football team? I don't think so. Um, I think that he's going to try anything and everything he can. Like, that's the hard thing about this is, <clears throat> you know, when we had this conversation last week, just kind of talking about his prospects of becoming a head coach and, uh, and all that, it's truly, in my opinion, and I know there are, there's angry Buffs fans on the internet everywhere who probably wouldn't agree with this. I don't believe there's really that much that he could have done. Mm -mm. In fact, I think he did the one thing he could do, yeah. which was beat Cal. Mm -hmm. And even that was unlikely, right? They were 14 point 14, dogs. 14 and a half. Yeah. So, you know, when I look, when I look around the internet and I see people saying like, I essentially like this guy sucks and this, that, and the other thing, I really couldn't disagree more. Same. Um, at the same time, I just think he's, he's played every card he has. He's done everything he can do. He's, tried everything he can try there's no players to turn to there's no plays to turn to like sure maybe you see a trick play but at the same time a coach has to trust his players to be able to do these things mm -hmm. without screwing up right uh, and even that i just don't know if he has the leash to to trust them to so um you know, it's also not a knock on these players individually. Each one of these guys is giving their, uh, I feel, is pouring their heart into these efforts and trying to do what they can. It's just uh, collectively they are a very bad football team. And I don't know if there's anything anyone can do this week or over the last five weeks that could have changed that. Yeah, sounds like we have to gut out another uh, tough one this weekend. Some more positive news, though, off the field. Uh, two CU players gained NIL deals from the Bus for Life NIL Collective. This was made a huge deal when it was announced a few weeks ago. It's obviously going to provide the university with some great resources to pay players, help retain their roster, and that's one of the main coaching points Sanford has talked about throughout this year, and it's something he was really proud of when that transfer window opened when Carl Durrell was fired. They only lost one player in Brendan Lewis. Um, he's been really proud of that fact. The fact that Jordan Tyson and Van Wells, these two freshmen who came in and were able to make an immediate impact, have been rewarded and compensated for their work this year, I think is encouraging. Yep. Uh, just your thoughts, I guess, on how this Bus for Life connect collective has already started to really reap some benefits for this football team. Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction, <clears throat> is what it is. And um, I think that you know if Coach Prime were to come here, um, it will be the first step in something that needs to be addressed. And I guess the word would be attacked much more aggressively than it has been. Not just by the, I, I'm not even necessarily pointing my finger at the administration here. It's more at the fans, uh, and you know, the people around the community that care about CU football, making these things happen, making these deals happen. Um, and again, it's another reason why I just feel getting, Deion Sanders to Boulder is is so imperative because I just think one of the main reasons why you haven't seen CU fans as a whole attack NIL at, at you know the with the aggressiveness that I think we need to is because everyone's worn down and, and, and beaten down yeah uh, and it's just hard 
I guess, to, you know, for people to say, oh, well, am I going to really make any sort of big impact? Whereas if you look at places like Alabama or Auburn or any of these places, which not you don't necessarily have to be on the same plane as, but you want to get there. Right. Any, all, everyone will do any little thing they could possibly do to, to help the team. And I don't necessarily blame CU fans for not being at that level right now because there's been it's been a one way street, right? We haven't gotten really anything back from being CU fans for a long time other than a quick blip of the radar in 2016. So I don't expect people to be saying, oh, my God, what if I can help one percent in getting one player? I should do it Mm -hmm. because it just there's there's no ROI right now. And I just think if they're able to get this. The ROI will feel like it's going to be immediate. And at the same time, I, I appreciate the people with this Buffs for Life collective uh, for doing what they can because these are, you know, the people who, I guess, matter the most, right? They're the the rally, the people who can rally yeah. those around them uh, to help with this. And someone had to do it, and it was, you know, the, the closest core of people around the program that care about the program that got the ball rolling. And I know it's a huge, huge priority for this program to keep a guy like Jordan Tyson around and to keep mm-hmm. a guy like Van Wells around. And I think the list goes on beyond those guys, Anthony Hankerson, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And this is a step in the right direction to doing so. It's encouraging to see. Uh, we'll see how much. I mean, the offseason can't come soon enough for a lot of reasons, but seeing the evolution of this NIL collective and just seeing what this new head coach is able to bring to this program is going to be massive for not only the retention of this roster, but the overall future of the program. Before we wrap up today's show, I want to tell you guys about Ivaca TV. They are the new GOAT in Colorado sports. It's the best way to watch the Avs, Nuggets, DU, CSU, UNC, and MSU. Also, they have our Serbia documentary from the Nuggets crew, 100 Invisible Threads on there for you. Some of you may be watching us right now on the DMVR channel on Ivaca TV. Um, right now, new customers can sign up for $25 plus the $5 receiver box. The best way to watch sports in Colorado. Shout out to Ivaca TV. Let's pick some games, man. It's a huge weekend in the Pac-12. A lot of not only... Go ahead. Before we get to that, I just wanted to address a comment above... Um, we don't necessarily have to go find it, but it was right up there talking about how former CU players um, have oh, been yeah. boosting Prime, which is awesome, right? Uh, I hope he sees that, and I hope you know if he's wondering where the support's coming from and all that. At the same time, if I'm Rick George, every single one of those guys who's in the NFL, you know, you saw it from Cheeto, you saw it from David Bakhtiari, you saw it from I think a few other buffs in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those guys, I'm picking up the phone, yep. saying, "Hey, read your tweet." about how we got to get primed to Boulder. Want to open up your checkbook? Yeah. Because that's, you know, part of this too, right, is the people who love and care about this program with a lot of money uh, putting their money where their mouth is and helping out. So I hope those guys, and I'm not saying they wouldn't. I'm just saying, you know, if I'm Rick George, I'm saying, hey, I'm with you. We do got to get primed to Boulder. Help Mm -hmm. me out here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, only boosting that NIL collective before he gets here will only help, so we'll see how that goes. As I mentioned, massive weekend in college football and for the Pac-12, playoff implications on the line, uh, championship game implications on the line too. USC locked themselves in on Saturday with that win over UCLA. What a game that was. But there's tons of, I mean, with the way the Pac-12 did away with divisions, there's so many ins and outs of how this works. Um, Of course, Oregon can settle it all themselves if they beat Oregon State, 
in that Civil War game. We start on Friday, though. Two struggling teams. This is a rivalry game, though. ASU at Arizona. Jaden Delora kind of fell apart in that second half last week. Four second-half interceptions. Yikes. The Wildcats are minus four. How do you feel? Give me the cats. Yeah? Uh, live, by, live by the JDL, die by the Let's JDL. Go. That's what I do here. Um, the, uh, the Devils have been better. I also prefer them as uh, if I had to pick a school that I like better out of these two. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I like ASU a lot better, actually, having spent time in both areas. Um, that being said, I just I can't, can't go against JDL. Yep, I, I'm counting on him on a bounce back, too. I'll take the Wildcats minus four. This is also on Friday, a local rivalry game also. UCLA traveling to Berkeley to take on Cal. The Bruins are 10-point favorites. DTR kind of fell apart down the stretch um, <coughs> last week. He I mean, did, just one. I felt like it was one really bad play from him. He had six touchdowns and four turnovers, though. Fair enough. So minus it's 10. Full experience. Yeah, full experience. How do you feel? UCLA by 1,000. Yeah? Yeah, that's how I feel. Cal's been a little bit more frisky, but I think that they're angry, and DTR has something to prove still, so I'm going to take them minus yep. 10. Also, on to Saturday we go. I already kind of touched on it, but a massive game in terms of Pac-12 championship game implications. Number 12, as it stands right now, of course, rankings come out tonight. Oregon, minus three favorites traveling to Corvallis to take on Oregon State. Oregon State been frisky all year. Can they end the Ducks' hopes? Yes. Yeah? Taking yes. them? Uh, what's the spread? Three. Wow. That's actually... That's the book knowing. They know that this game is always difficult uh, for the road team. Mm. And I think that's that's the story here is Corvallis, Beavers at home, raucous atmosphere, um, makes things a little bit tougher on Bo Nix. Yep. And, He's uh, hurt. Yes, exactly. And... Um, Give me the Beavers straight up. Wow, love that. Bengal Branson played really well last week. I'm going to take the Beavers too. I don't know if I'm as courageous enough as you are, RK, to take the money line, but I love the plus three. An out-of-conference matchup, final weekend of the year. Although it is a rivalry game, number 18 Notre Dame traveling to number seven USC. USC is already locked in a spot in the Pac-12 championship game, but they're still fighting for that playoff position. They were ranked fifth in the AP and the coaches poll. We'll see what the playoff committee thinks of them tonight, but minus five and a half for the Trojans at home against Notre Dame. Notre Dame has been frisky. This, this one makes me sad because it would be very beneficial for Colorado, uh, for USC to make the college football playoff. In fact, you know, it would be one, it would be like the first nice thing USC's ever done for uh, the Pac-12 since Colorado got there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you kind of... If you're parting gift almost. Right, exactly. If you're a school at Colorado, you kind of have to count on the blue bloods of your conference bringing in some money for the conference. Uh, and especially USC has greatly, greatly disappointed in that area during the time that CU's been in the Pac-12. With all that being said, that's exactly the reason why I think USC blows it again. They lose oh, to Notre Dame. They're out of the conversation. And, uh, and the Pac-12 goes another year with no playoff. It would be brutal. I'm actually going to take the Trojans minus five and a half. I think that Caleb Williams is just too much. Um, Hope you're right. A little bit of a tangent here, though. Did you see that UCLA's move to the Big Ten might get blocked and that USC wouldn't get blocked? But if that does happen... 
looks like Oregon and a lot of these other schools are on the table. Is the Pac-12 in jeopardy still, do you think? No, the Pac-12 is going to stay around just as a weaker version of itself, um, which actually may be a positive for the Buffs. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you, you add in a couple more winnable games every year mm -hmm. because it feels like every year you look at the schedule and you're like, okay, there's you know, nine Pac-12 games, four of them are winnable, and five of them are you're in trouble. Yep. Maybe it's the other way around. But either way, you take out you, you know USC, a team that we've never beaten in our history, um, and I think it's just honestly for the better. Like I've said, there's eventually going to be a massive uh, ending to the way that we know college football. Yep. You have a limited amount of time to try and prove why you should be in that you know mm -hmm. why you should be a part of the two conference system which will probably be like the all-state conference and the geico conference <laughs> yeah, <it will>. and <laughs> you're either in it or you're out and if you're out it's kind of you're not even playing for anything anymore you're just playing right. for fun so uh again another reason why you got to get primed to boulder yes 100 percent uh tons of interesting storylines throughout the offseason even though the football team is going through a lot. Let's finish up these games, though. Another huge rivalry game. This one, the Apple Cup. Number 17, Washington. Two-point favorites traveling to Pullman to take on the Cougars. Do we believe in Cam Ward in the rivalry game? Not me. Um, give me the Huskies. Um, they just made it look so easy last week. Mm -hmm. They were able to rest their starters uh, for most of the end of the game. So uh, I, think, I think that Michael Penix is just too much for that Washington State defense. I think I'm going to take the Cougars. Nice. I like the dog in the rivalry game at home. Um, Cam Ward, I think, has some magic in him. And I, most importantly, I think Washington State's defense can actually give Penix and the Huskies some problems. Another out-of-conference game, though, BYU traveling to Stanford. What a weird game for last one of the season. Yep. Cal and Stanford played last weekend. But the BYU Cougars, six-and-a-half-point favorites, at Stanford, both of these teams disappointing, though. Yeah, I think Stanford covers this. Uh, I don't know if they win, but I think you just get a close game of two underachieving mm -hmm. teams. <laughs> yeah, I took them last week. They really kind of threw up on themselves at the end of that Cal game. Um, we'll see what happens there. David Shaw could be a name to watch for, too. Um, tons of storylines as we head into this offseason. It's going to do it for us today on DMVR Buffs Live. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. There is another podcast under this one in your feed. So you got two going into the holiday. We will do the final one on Saturday after the Utah game as we kind of put a bow and wrap up this college football season. Any final thoughts, Ryan? That's let's it. Get, let's get it done. All let's right. get Dion here. Let's, let's get it happen. Make it happen. Primetime in Boulder until Saturday. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.